Hello everyone, welcome along to Championship Drill and our daily look at the World Cup um, and the round of 16 that we're into now. But as regular listeners will know, we are primarily a show based on the English Championship. And when news of that kind of pops up here and there, we talk about it at the top of these shows as well. And there's a couple of bits of news from the Championship today. I suppose good news, bad news situation in the Championship. I suppose good news first is Watford have agreed to sign uh, one of the players who's kind of done okay in the World Cup, Ishmael Kona on a four-and-a-half-year contract. Uh, the 20-year-old Canadian will join from Montreal on the 1st of January for an undisclosed fee. Uh, yeah. He played in all three of Canada's games. Looked decent. Canada looked decent in general. Yeah. Uh, Good signing. Uh, $10 million, I think. I yeah, it's, I saw. yeah. Apparently, yeah. it's a deal that's been in the works since long before the World Cup. Yeah, uh, as early as September, I think he was saying his agent had received talks maybe from Watford about would he be interested in going there and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, good, good, good signing for Watford and a young player as well. So, uh, hopefully, he'll uh, he'll shine the championship. A lot, and... of, a lot of the Canadians are going to move on to teams like yeah. this, um... absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, for us, we get to look at him, yeah, uh, more every week and we'll uh. We'll have better knowledge of him by the time the next World Cup rolls around when Canada will be hosting it. Um, unless, of course, Watford get promoted and stay in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, bad news, I suppose, is Coventry City, taken over by Mike Ashley, former Newcastle owner, uh, Fraser's group, took over the stadium last month. Yeah. Uh, and it's a strange one because Coventry had a license for the stadium that runs till 2031. Mm-hmm. Um, then and they said the new the proposed new one would expire in May 2023. But now uh, what's happened to Fraser's group who bought the stadium, uh, that's Mike Ashley's company. Um, Coventry thought they would continue unchanged. The Fraser's group said they wouldn't negotiate beyond May 2023. Um, that leaves them kind of uncertain as to what's going to happen. And now they've been served an eviction notice. Yeah, and and also it's not even notice. It's just out you go, you're gone. Yeah, no, things have happened very quick with Coventry. New owners, new stadium owners, two separate people, separate person bought the club, then bought the stadium. Um, happened very very quickly. Yeah. Um, but with Coventry, I suppose it's it's never been easy the last few years. But who knows? They played they've twelve days, I think, till their first home game. Mm. Or till their next home game, rather. So they've got twelve days to sort it out. Yeah. Um Coventry City Council says they're hopeful an agreement can come to place before then. But it's gonna be interesting to see what, like we already know the disaster Coventry had with the stadium at the start of the year when um the rugby was being played on the pitch yeah. and the pitch was unplayable. And now it looks like they're being evicted, and it's like, well, if they're evicted, fair enough. But where are they going to go play now again? Are they are they are they going to move back to St Andrews and play their games in Birmingham again? Are they going to be allowed to do that? Yeah, um, crazy. It it really is crazy. You it's... know, they played. I know they played in um. They played in Northampton's uh, Six Fields Ground for home games in the 2013-14 season as well. Yeah. Maybe they go back there. Uh, much smaller stadium, obviously. So it's it's a strange one. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's 
I'd be worried and about Just when things that. seem to be going right for Coventry, something always seems to happen. Yeah. Um, it's just really weird, though, isn't it? That, like, they're just saying, yeah. oh, no, there's no, uh, there's no, what you call it, no, it's like you have two weeks. It's just kind of year gone. I find, yeah, that pretty, seems, I find that very odd. It is very odd. And nothing seems to run very smoothly. Like, um, with them. Like, yeah. Doug King came in um tried to buy it. Yeah. Uh you know, and then he was able to do that. But then a rival bidder, William Story, says it breaches an exclusivity contract that he had with the previous owners. Um and it's just there's nothing sorted there and it's just a disaster. Yeah, it's uh, out. You know, it's going to drag on and drag on and drag on, it seems. And it's not something that's that's good for Coventry. It's certainly something that's not good for their fans because if they're planning to go to games over Christmas, they don't even know where they're going to be played at this stage. Exactly. It's bad. Um, and that's, that's not easy for them. And it, it's one of those, like, I don't know what goes on with Mike Ashley or what goes on in his head sometimes, to be honest with you. Um, as you know, my... My in-laws, essentially, they're all from my girlfriend, all her family from Newcastle. Yeah. To the point where her dad, who's a huge Newcastle fan, refuses to even go into a shop that's owned by Mike Ashley. Yeah. He hates the man so much. Uh, for yeah. what he did to Newcastle. Yeah. And if he's now kicking out Coventry at their stadium, I can't imagine too many Coventry City fans are going to be shopping in Fraser at this Christmas either. Yeah, and that's it. Like exactly, uh, hit him where his hair in his pockets. Yeah, um, protest outside of shops and things like that. I think is a uh, is something they should be doing. Yeah, uh, it's just at this time of year, you should just like relax and calm down, deal with all that's this. It. New year, that's it. That's it. Um, we can talk about it a little bit more when we come to a um, a preview show of the weekend's action. Maybe Friday, maybe Thursday. We'll see how it goes. Um, before we uh, look ahead to the weekend action, because we do get the championship back this weekend, which is nice. And we can talk a little bit about that and any more news that comes in over the next few days. But yeah, interesting to see what happens, uh, what happens there um, when you, you, we look ahead to to the games and um, kind of um, the 10th of December is when Coventry actually play there. Their next game, I believe, is the way to Reading. So they're not home again until the 17th when they play Swansea City. And then they have a game four days later again, home to West Brom. So two home games in the space of four days in December. So something needs to be sorted quickly. Otherwise, they're going to find themselves with like four or five games in hand. And, you know, you're getting into what happened to Rotherham territory then. Yeah, exactly. But moving on, I suppose, to the World Cup and the game this afternoon. Um, very interesting game in some ways, a very boring game in other ways. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's a weird one. Um, Japan had a very, very good first half. Um, yeah. Totally deserved to be in the lead. Yeah, very much deserved to be in the lead. Um, to be honest with you, it's one of those games where I don't think anybody played well. Oh. Uh, it was I don't a, think there was a single player on that pitch you could say they had a great game. No, uh, nobody. Uh, very, very. It was like two very average teams playing each other, which is a bit of strange because both of them have been pretty decent in the World Cup. Japan, in particular, 
obviously beating Germany, beating Spain. Uh, Maeda, who I thought was brilliant in the first half, yeah. caused all sorts of problems for Croatia, but then faded in the second half. And you would have thought Japan, who were much fitter, much, you know, than Croatia, you would have thought they'd be the ones that would get better as the game went on, but the opposite seemed to happen. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I'm shocked how poor Croatia were in that first half. Um, awful. You're saying how tired they looked. Yeah, and Brazil missed some big chances in that game. Yeah. And then, great header, as you said, when they, when they came in um, for the equaliser. But after that, the game just died. Yeah. Oh, it was mad. Yeah, the game just died a death. And, you know, Japan had chances. Croatia had a few chances. Couple goalkeepers made a couple of saves. Not Japan probably had the better chances. I think Croatia just said, let's go for penalties. Um, yeah, and it went to penalties. And I have to say, Japan took three of the worst penalties I've ever seen in a penalty shootout. I mean, I can barely I can barely jump off the ground these days with the state of my knees. Uh-huh. Uh, but I reckon I'd have saved at least two of those three penalties. Yeah, two of them were shot. Um, shot. They were terrible. They were so weak. There was no power behind them. There's also and all that being said, um, it was the Croatian lad, the one of their guys that missed the penalty that took the worst penalty of the lot. That was the worst penalty I've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> that guy's penalty was so bad they should be investigating whether there's corruption going on. That okay. was as bad as that guy in that 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 cup thing a few weeks ago. Remember, was it an an African cup game somewhere, and the guy oh. went to take a penalty in the shootout and he put it out for a throw in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he was then investigated for corruption. Uh, yeah, but same here. That penalty was so bad by the Croatian lad. He he should be investigated. Um, it was terrible. Do you reckon the two things there now that I I was in my head earlier about this match? Why why are Croatia playing before England is one thing? Yeah, um, and also as well the other thing is, I don't think extra time should be played in these match in this World Cup. Um, in the heat and everything, yeah. Yeah, I just don't think adding another thirty like they, what happened in that thirty minutes that that was not there was nothing. It was just yeah, and like like you said, it's they played the earlier game. Yeah, which makes no sense given France and England have already played and they yeah. get longer to rest. Yeah, this is very strange. It, it, it's very very strange kind of scheduling in a lot of ways, but you know there you go. I suppose the thing can be in that at least. The teams that now play each other both played on the same day at least, so they I don't, don't really have an advantage over each other. Yeah, um, just this whole thing of it, extra time, I think they should look into yeah. the future. They've done it for going the straight end. penalties. Yeah, going straight to penalties. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think teams just don't like penalties. So I don't yeah. know will they ever get rid of extra time, but it certainly puts Croatia at a bit of a disadvantage now playing Brazil in the next round. Um, you would think, although they made a lot of changes, and we'll talk about Brazil in a minute. Um, yeah, I think Japan. It's a weird one because they're going to be so disappointed because they'll feel they could have won this game. Oh yeah, but yeah. they've had a decent tournament. Yeah, they really have. Like, they've take like they've beaten Spain, they've beaten Germany. Uh, um, yeah. They did like but and Croatia, who were the beaten finalists in the last World Cup, they took the penalties and probably should have beaten them. Yeah. 
you know, so I think Japan can go home pretty happy with their tournament, but very disappointed that they've gone out here and they don't get that big game against Brazil that I'm sure they would have loved to get in the quarterfinals. Yeah, it would have been, it would have been something because I, I think they would have given them a game anyway. For sure. I think they'd have given Brazil a great game. I really I do. I think they struggled against Brazil big time. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, like Croatia, they're, you know, it, the one thing Croatia can do is they can hang on to the ball. So maybe that'll help them a little bit against Brazil. But yeah. their back line is so old. Um, and Brazil's front line is so young and quick. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be an issue, I think. Hmm. But that said, there's just something about Croatia. They just seem to, when the World Cup comes along, they just seem to be able to get through the rounds somehow. This is also their their golden team. Like this is their last chance. Yeah, but when you think about it, like in France '98, their first World Cup, they made the semi final. You think yeah. they were the finalists the last? They always seem to find a way of just when it comes to the World Cup of just getting through to the later stages of it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll have to wait and wait and see what happens, I suppose, with that. Um with them when they play Brazil. And then we move on to the Brazil game, which we talked about it yesterday. You, you kind of feared somewhat for South Korea that things could go wrong for them. Yeah. When we first talked about the game, rather, uh, what could happen. And I mean, after what, thirteen minutes, game's over. Yeah, I know. I mean, once Brazil, once Brazil, once Brazil went two 0 up, that was it. I mean, well, and I don't know why. I don't know what he was thinking for that foul. It was a clear penalty, but it was just. I don't know what he was thinking. Clear penalty. Uh, um, stupid decision. Yeah. And then Ricarlison scores a goal where the defender again don't know what he was thinking. Yeah. I don't and know. then uh, Lucas Pequeira picks up another goal, and it's four 0 at half time, and. Brazil just came out in the second half and you just know they cool. tried to get more goals. Yeah. Yeah. Fair play to South Korea for getting the goal back and what a goal it was. Yeah. Some strike. Yeah, agreed. Um, if nothing else, he might win goal of the tournament. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but they never looked like they were in the game at all. And like from when they were 2 0 down, they never looked like they were gonna make a fight of it, really. Oh no, no. I, I honestly uh, thought it would be a lot closer, but it was very, very I don't know what's the second goal I did, as you said, after 12 minutes, if that was it. Um, yeah. Hard for me even to come back. I'd, I'd, I'd want to say they gave up, but they definitely lacked something. Yeah. They never no. give up. Like they're not that kind of team. No, they never give up. But, I mean, it's like, what, half an hour gone, you're trying alone or something like that, or close, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's very hard to come back from that. Yeah, very, very hard to come back from that. Now, I will say I was at a game yesterday where a team were down 3-0 um, and they ended up losing 4-3. Um, huh. But that was an under-15 match in Cork, so not quite the World Cup. <laughs> um, but there you go. Uh, so, um, Alison did have to make a few saves. I mean, Korea did get at them a little bit. Yeah. And they didn't make they chances. Did I mean, they really did try. I mean, they had six shots on target. They all go in, they beat Brazil 6-4. <laughs> so I thought Allison actually had a good game. He made a couple of good saves. Uh, the second half. Maybe yeah. could have, because there was one right after. It was probably three, four minutes after they got the first goal that he made a great save. Had yeah. that gone in and it was 4-2 with like 
12, 13 minutes to go. Who knows? Yeah, so I think Allison there. But Brazil, you know, 18 shots, 9 on target, 4 goals. They just look really, really good. Yeah, right. And one thing I will say that I was very, very surprised about when it came to Brazil. Yeah. And uh, and Tate, the manager, they knew Croatia had gone to extra time. They knew they're playing them on Saturday, I believe. Isn't it Saturday they're playing them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than bringing on Danny Alves early on, uh, mm. he waited until 72, 73 minutes to make any changes. Yeah. I honestly thought he was going to, at like 55, 60 minutes, just say, look, we're going to bring on four subs here and just see out the game. It's 4-0. They're not going to come back. And I'm going to rest my guys to make sure they're ready for Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of surprised he let it so long to bring on the subs. Yeah, it was a weird... Yeah. Uh, I would have taken I mean, them off. The game, yeah. I mean, the game is over, essentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah. is just coming back from injury. Um, Like, do you risk someone... Like, he's already lost a few players. Their squad is already getting thinner by the day. Yeah. Um, do you really want to risk something like you know, you know, Vinicius running through and tears a hamstring or something? Mm. Uh, you know, do you want to start risking those kind of things when you're four nil up? Should have made changes. Uh, should have brought on a few. Like you have five, don't you? Five, you have five. You can make five changes, and he. He should have. Yeah, it was a strange one. He waited till into the seventy second, seventy third minute, something like that, before he made the changes. Um. Yeah, I just, I just, you know, can't criticize them too much because they, you know, they just hammered South Korea for one in one of the best forty-five minutes anyone's had at the at the World Cup so far. Exactly. But, you know, I I really do think he should have done something like that. But again, in this game, similar to the last game they played, where they obviously lost, um, you can get at this Brazilian team. Oh, one hundred percent. They look very ropey. Um, and we've talked about it at the start of the tournament. They don't have good fullbacks. No. They in don't. terms of defensively. they You can get at them with your wide players. And you look at Croatia, and okay, Brazil should be beating Croatia. But you look at someone like Perisic, who we know from playing with Spurs and that, um, and playing like all his, you know, his, his great career. And he is a bit older now, but he's a very clever player. And he's a very, you know, tricky player. Those kind of guys could cause Brazil a few problems. And obviously, I think Modric had probably his worst game in years yeah. today. Very, very. But then bad. again, like you said, nobody played well. No, they were burned out. Like they're, they're burned out. Yeah, but Modric came off early enough. So I reckon, you know, they let him rest up. You know, he does have the ability to unlock a defense, and really it, it's not going to be as straightforward, I think, for Brazil against Croatia as maybe people think it will be. Yeah, like it won't and be, even it won't maybe be as Brazil think it will be. It won't be a walkover like tonight. but I, yeah, but I do think Brazil will still be heavy favorites for that game. Yeah, uh, but there's just something about Croatia. Three o'clock, and they're even, they're even the first game of the whole thing. That that's ridiculous. Yeah. They're the first part of Is it like Friday they're on? Yeah, three o'clock. What's well, Friday they're on? Yeah. Wow. That's what I mean. That's ridiculous. That, that is kind of crazy. 
But again, at least Croatia and Brazil both played today, so it's not like one will have an advantage over the other, I guess. Is how they look at that. They've got to Argentina on Friday as well. Yeah. Um, in the evening time, I believe. Yeah. And then uh, on Saturday, we have the two winners of tomorrow's games at three and England-France at seven. So, uh, yeah, Brazil obviously now without Gabriel Jesus, they, they, you know, I think Tellez has done as well for the World Cup as far as I know. Uh, you know, losing a couple of players, Neymar, you know, he looked decent today, but obviously he's he's still come back from injury now. Um, I think it's going to be an old tough one, but I think that semi-final, if Brazil get past Croatia against either Argentina or the Netherlands, that's going to be some game. Yeah. Uh, the oh, it's been incredible. I, I, I can't wait for to see what happens because I think Netherlands are going to take Argentina. I don't know why. And if there's one team that owes Brazil, it's the Netherlands. Yeah. They've twice lost to them on penalties, I believe, in the World Cup. Uh, in my in my memory. Yeah. So uh, they they certainly owe Brazil one, and uh, that would make a great game. But will we have a look ahead to tomorrow's games, and uh, and see what we think of those? Is there anything else you want to say about Brazil and? Uh, so Korea before if Brazil play like they did in the first half, they'll win it. That's my own. Absolutely. My only. Absolutely. Game. So tomorrow, we have an interesting game at three: Morocco, Spain. <laughs> um, like we fancied Morocco to, to do well out of all the African teams. Yeah, yeah. To make the quarterfinals. Now they're up against the Spanish team that are so talented going forward. But haven't really, I mean, yeah, they put seven past Costa Rica, but yeah. that game aside, haven't looked brilliant. No, in any of the game, no, no. They probably should have lost to Germany. Yeah, realistically, yes. And then they did lose the next game to Japan. Uh, they look very, very. So Morocco. Yeah. Morocco, Morocco then did. What's that? Morocco are stubborn. Oh yeah, Morocco topped their group. Yeah, um, and their reward is against playing against Spain, and they topped the tough group, and they've played well, and they've looked really, really good. Yeah, they really... Um, they can hurt Spain. They can get at Spain. Uh, Spain are going to be the favorites in most people's eyes, and probably mine as well. Spain will be the favorites. Yeah, but I wouldn't make them heavy favorites tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I wouldn't surprise me if Morocco win. It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, they're capable of it. We've talked about it all through the group stages. Ziyech is in amazing form for them. Yeah. And and they do look to him a lot, but they're not that bad at the back. They do have a lot of gifted players on the ball as well. Um, you know, I think the Spanish Spain as well. They've got a very young team. Uh, with Busquets kind of in between all the kids, trying to give a bit of experience in there. And Murata up top. And the two of them, when it comes to attacking, are surrounded by a load of young, talented players. But it's, um, you know, Morocco, a bit of experience here. Very, very hard game to call. I'm not, I don't know where where to start with it. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I go for a Spanish win, but I, I think it's going to be a close one. I don't see them, you know, hammering Morocco. I think maybe maybe it's a game that's like a 2-1 or, a, you know, a 3-2 even. I'd love a 3-2 in extra time or something like that. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll wait and see how it goes. Then the evening game for me is really difficult to call. <laughs> well, they're in turmoil again because of Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, there's talk he's not going to be the captain. There was also an incident no. the last game. Um, yeah. I don't know how true it is because I was reading like a BBC article or something. But yeah. apparently Ronaldo told one of the Korean players to shut up. <laughs> um, and then he stormed yeah. off at the end as well again. He stormed off. The managers come out and said he didn't like that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Ronaldo doesn't play tomorrow. Yeah, he could be benched, yeah, sub him. Like he, um, he and there's talk look, that if he does play, he won't be the captain. He didn't look good either in the games he did play in the World Cup. No. Oh, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's not the captain, if he does play. Yeah. If, if he takes that crisis. often. He's definitely having a crisis. Yeah. And we saw what a crisis a little bit of infighting can do yeah. with Belgium. Exactly. Um, and Switzerland are very together. They had a great win the other day. They looked very good in winning. Yeah, like, wouldn't it be a very uh, sad uh, story to have Ronaldo miss the decisive penalty? Um, if It, went it to- would be a very sad story. I'd find it personally hilarious. Yeah. Um, but it would be, it would be, it would like be a sad way for it. If it was one all and it went to penalties and he missed the last one. And the reason I'd find it hilarious, I think, in some ways, is because of what he's done in the last couple of years, pretty much since he's left Real Madrid. Yeah. There's so many neutrals out there that are talking about it would be amazing to see Messi bring Argentina and win the World Cup. Yeah. The same people are all thinking it'd be hilarious if Ronaldo, like, misses last penalty in Port- Port- Portugal, get kicked out of the World Cup. Yeah. Um, that could happen because... So many people have just turned against them. Yeah. Um, other than Piers Morgan, obviously. But well, even you know, United uh, fans have decided that's enough enough. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's like it's like the more he he does stuff, the worse he kind of makes his reputation. Yeah. Um uh, and yeah. it's a very, very strange one. And you know, there you know, I I don't think he's gonna go blame Saudi Arabia, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I wouldn't think so, but stranger things have happened. I don't think his ego would allow it. He'd be better off. Uh, I, think he, anyway. I think he wants to play in the Champions League again. Yeah, for Lisa Maria, anyway. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons is he knows if he doesn't, Messi's going to pass him out in goals. Yeah. But again, like in a few uh, years, Ireland will pass him out anyway. <laughs> We're still saying Haaland and Mbappe, you know what I mean? Those guys are just going to pass him out anyway. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I don't, I don't think his ego is going to allow him to to go to Saudi Arabia and not play. Where's he going to go? Though it's the question. I think we've talked about it before. Like, there's only two places logically he goes. Now, illogical things happen, especially when he's free. Um, but two places he cert- I could certainly see him end up is at Chelsea. Because the new owner is crazy. Huh. Um, and I could see him putting that kind of money just to have Ronaldo at Chelsea. Yeah. And Sporting Lisbon, I suppose, is 
is where everyone would see him going back to, but he'd have to take such a massive wage cut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but I think we talked about it before that maybe they could get creative in terms of, look, we'll give you, you know, 60% of the merchandise that sales that you bring in or something like that, yeah. where they can pay him through it's merchandise sales rather than pay him a wage. It's the only way. You know, so maybe they can do something like that with him um, to get him back to sporting. Because I can't see him going anywhere else. Yeah, I just no one wants him. No one will take him. Like, any big club knows they're going to... Like, Sporting, he has a history there and he likes the club, so I'm sure he wouldn't mind going back and that he would probably do some sort of a, a deal for merchandise revenue rather than just massive wages. Yeah. But if he goes to any other big club, he's going to want massive wages. Exactly. Chelsea will pay it because the new owner is nuts. Yeah. Uh, I can't see... Like, I don't see Real Madrid taking him back because I don't think the fans would allow it. Um, Barcelona can't afford him. No one would he probably go there? Madrid. Yeah, I can't see PSG going in for him when they've got Neymar, Mbappe, and Messi already at the club. Yeah, you can't do that exactly. And um, as mad as they are, and you know, I wouldn't put anything past PSG either at this stage. Bayern Munich aren't going to want them because mm-hmm. they're not going to want to pay those kind of wages for him. He's in trouble already, right, I'd say. Uh, so where do you go? Like Liverpool certainly aren't going to sign him. Like, like Arsenal aren't going to pay that money for someone who's 37 years old. They're just maybe three years ago they would have, but not now. Yeah, plus, um, you know, Spurs can't afford him. Yeah, so it's it's, it's the case where does he go? Newcastle? Like, does he want to go play for Newcastle? Who knows? Um, these days, where you know, yeah. but there's not many clubs that can afford him. That realistically, I could see him playing for. Yeah. Uh, so I do think it's going to come down to Chelsea and Sporting Lisbon, and maybe someone else comes in with an offer. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to know. He, we won't know either till he comes home from the World Cup. So, yeah, uh, and maybe being a free transfer does open his options up a little bit more, and someone will take a chance for six months on him or something like that. I don't know, but we'll we'll have to wait and see. But the game tomorrow night. Switzerland have looked really good in this tournament. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. It could be a draw on penalties. Yeah. Um Shakiri. Shakiri just turns up for Switzerland. Yeah, really. He always does. Yeah. Um Xhaka, since he changed positions at Arsenal, is starting to do a bit of that for Switzerland as well. And he just looked so good in their last he game. Way more comfortable in what he's doing. And what I was most impressed with when it came to Xhaka. He was winding up the opposition players in a yeah. way that isn't like he would have before. Before he'd have just hit somebody or he'd have, you know, got himself sent off. But know. now he's he's the opposite. He loves winding them up and getting them to be the ones to react. It's it's like a complete role reversal of what usually happens. <laughs> yeah. Like there was um the Serbian goalkeeper uh grabbed him by the throat. Mm. Uh, at one point and if that was Xhaka of a couple of years ago he'd have reacted Yep, and he'd have probably tried to grab your man or start to fight or punched him or kicked him or something you know and got sent off and end up but sent- he's just not reacting to those things anymore it's like he's so- finally learned not to do that but that, that's, that's our um, yeah it's um, and there's such a difference in how he's playing at the minute 
Now he's been the Swiss captain for quite a while, um, and he takes that you know very res- job very. Uh, what am I trying to say? He takes it, that role very seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. There's just something about Switzerland. Um, they're not a glamorous team because you wouldn't say they've got like really you know that they play amazing football and that they've got these great players. But there's just something about them. They just have good players everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, it's not like they, they don't have superstars, but they just have good, solid players in every position. Yeah. And it's definitely one of um, The likes of, you know, you think of like Fabian Scher and people like that at Newcastle, who's just... Rod, very good. Know, Rod, very yeah, good. just good, solid players that are like squad players generally for their clubs in terms of like, they're not the guys that are talked about every week, but they're the guys that get on and do their job. Think of someone like, I know you're a Man United fan, someone like Dennis Irwin. And Perk. You know? Perk, dude, son. Uh, Perk. Yeah. Uh, those kind of guys that are like, you know, seven, eight out of ten. They're grafters. You know, they're like, they're like seven out of ten every week, yeah. but never talked about because they don't do anything spectacular. Yeah, exactly. Switzerland are full of those kind of players and they're, and it shows in their results and how good they are because they went on that crazy unbeaten run for so long. Um, you know, and they've been in the Nations League finals and, you know, and that as well. They're they're a good, solid team. They qualified very easily. Yeah. And Portugal might have more of the superstar names. Mm-hmm. But they're going to find it very hard against Switzerland, I think. That's it, exactly. I don't think, you know, and I don't I think, think Switzerland are a team to do like, I think it's a draw away for this one, for sure. Yeah. I, I think Switzerland are missing a striker. I think that's what they miss. Uh, they don't have a, a like an elite striker in the squad. Yeah. Uh, so they, they do struggle sometimes to score goals, which is kind of ridiculous given they got three the other day against Serbia. <laughs> um, and fought back well when they were 2-1 down because, you know, the heads could have went. Exactly. That's it, exactly. They fought back well. But uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think this is another one potentially heads to extra time. Um, and our show might be a little bit later tomorrow because of that when we get extra time and penalties. Yeah, I think it's going to run. I, I definitely can see it running running late. Um, yeah, and um, I enjoy that. I enjoy the games that go along in the World Cup. I do, I must say, I do like a penalty shootout. Yeah, I know. I, 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 like um, I just, just thought today's one with Croatia was just. Four teams kind of defeated purpose going into it. Yeah, and I, I think it didn't help that the game was terrible at that stage. Yeah, exactly. Um, whereas I like a good, exciting extra time where there's like, you know, goals in the extra time for both teams. And, yeah, exactly. You know, game opens up a bit more. So hopefully we get some of that tomorrow. Will we leave it, uh, Phil, for, for today? Yeah. And uh, tomorrow we finish out the round of 16s with those two games. And like we said, three o'clock Morocco, Spain, seven o'clock Thursday night. Probably come back on Thursday because there is no World Cup football on Wednesday or Thursday. And maybe Thursday night we'll do a show previewing the championship games on Saturday yeah. and then uh, Friday, Saturday. Saturday, then we'll probably do a double show um, or maybe yeah. Sunday morning, depending how it goes. Yeah. Um, maybe awesome. Sundays, there's no games on Sunday. We'll do a preview or review of the championship games. Because there is no World Cup on Sunday either. 
That's good. All right. So thanks everyone for listening to us every day and sticking with us and all that and for, you know, sharing and liking and rating and reviewing and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, we'll be back with you again tomorrow night when hopefully we will have another quarterfinal between Morocco and Switzerland. Yeah.